3: Hello, good evening, and welcome to One Life Left in Residence 104.4 FM, where a show about video games. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron.
2: And I'm Anne Scantlebury.
0: Well done. Hi, Anne.
2: Hi. Hi, it's good to see you.
0: As as if it wasn't ten seconds
2: to seven. Hey, at least I was in the room before Steve. That's true. That's literally It's true. warm here, isn't it? It's really hot. Ooh. Is that going to be the... Is that why we have to take a break over the summer? Because otherwise we would just spend the entire summer going... It's hot, oh, isn't it? It's hot, is it? It? it?
0: And football's coming home, isn't it? Etc.
2: Oh, oh yeah. um, no, but it's warm apparently uh, people are comparing it to the summer
0: of seventy six. I remember it well. You don't though, do no, you? No, of course I don't. Steve, were you around in seventy
3: six? I was not, no. no. I was there. Have <laughs> you <laughs> have you looked at the forecast for the next few weeks?
0: No, I just I it's just presumably just sun, isn't it? It is, is it is. It? It's hovering
3: around twenty seven and twenty-eight for the uh, rest of time. Marvellous. How's your week been? Well it didn't come home, did it? It but, didn't. <laughs> <laughs> After your you're really brave and optimistic and hopeful predictions last week. Yeah. You know, I, said, I said France were going to win, didn't I? Did you? I think.
0: If only there was a Someone way of can <laughs> finding out. Uh, no, apart from that, all's good. What about you guys? Yeah. Good, good, good. I didn't
3: I didn't watch football not coming home. Okay. I went to see Sigrid at Somerset House. Right. Uh, and that was great Did fun. Did he or she come on? Uh, During the football or after the football? Well, she was meant to come on after the end of the football, but of course the football was late. Okay. So uh, she came on and she said, I just wanted to say I'm really excited. Oh, we've been backstage watching it and I hope you guys win. We were cheering you on. Yay! And everyone went, yeah, if we cared about that, we would be watching the football. Um, Yeah, so I found out via watching a, a guy's screen over his shoulder okay. a bit that's that's how i uh, nice.
0: did you watch it
2: no i had a very good therapy session thanks for oh, of asking. course you did <laughs> yes <laughs> okay yeah it's great because well,
0: we all really need smashed it now through don't we? <laughs> <some
2: issues>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i watched it at the Developer awards uh, how was that I was, uh, oh, I mean, oh yeah it was well it was ba- bad it was very bad um obviously was, you know i like being down in brighton it's nice to see everybody all the time but you sort of go to awards and people want to have a chat you and i'm like yeah yep yeah, can we just watch the football but they was they were showing it um the first half you had to watch from the balcony overlooking the, all the tables. They put it on a big screen. They were streaming it from the internet, uh, which was uh, evident in two ways. First of which, when <laughs> it started pixelating, uh, you know, okay, right. So this isn't, you know, it's not as if it's on free-to-air TV, is it? Um, the second was when I got a WhatsApp from my wife going, what the, what the, what the F? And I looked at it, and it was nil-nil. Uh, <laughs> and I looked up, and we scored. Yeah. Uh, so there was a, uh, yeah, it was like a minute delay. Um, mm, so, uh, yeah. And, th- was... and then just knowing that, yeah. like, ruined it for me. Yeah, that was clear when we
3: were, when, we, when I was illicitly watching it on the, mm. on the iPad a few weeks ago, watching the Columbia, no, the, who were we playing? Tunisia, mm. match. And we heard the roar from outside. Right. And a minute later yeah. uh, on the delay So, no, no. Oh well it Still, doesn't matter now For four years, four and a half years
0: I know, it's going to be, so. be a Christmas World Cup it's
3: Exciting isn't it it's
0: Christmas coming Christmas, Christmas. <laughs> <Football's> coming home <laughs> along with him
3: <laughs> Just really yeah. single with some jingle bells In the exactly. background, I'm sure they will
0: Anyway, one life left, hot football chat <laughs> Literally hot football show, chat about. Thankfully it's not just us in the studio this week That was a long hour last week Wasn't it? Uh, we've got a guest. I've been very, very, exci- very excited about getting back on the show. I've been, I've been trying for months to to bring him back. It's Alex Fleetwood from Sensible Objects. Hello, Alex. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: It's a pleasure.
0: Well, uh, you were all set to come last time, weren't you? And then there was—I think your daughter was in a choir.
1: She probably was. Okay. That sounds that sounds plausible. <laughs> okay. She's she's been in choirs.
0: And then when we booked you in this time round, you said, "Look, um, let's say yes for now. And if I don't come, somebody else from the from the company will." Uh, Because I might have to go on QVC.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Legit. That's true. So have you you
0: been on QVC? Are you going on QVC later? I'm
1: uh, not 100%, but I might be going on in about a week Okay. uh, in America. Wow. Uh, I went to QVC about uh, a month ago and passed the QVC on-air guest training. Um, Wow. So I learned how to um, move objects slowly from uh, left to right to display them to their best advantage. Okay. Uh, I learned to... To, to smile and look at a camera and think about nine things that you're trying to think about at the same time right it was actually amazing it was ah. kind of fascinating qvc is a fascinating thing so qvc do everyone know what qvc is it's one quality, of those home value, value choice.
3: convenience oh, choice, choice choice
1: oh sorry sorry byronic man pips you at the last <laughs> uh it is it is it is quality value choice okay uh, uh, so you know, it's that it's home shopping. Yeah. Uh, people selling their selling their wares on on the telly. Yeah. It goes out completely live, not like, like a bit live, completely mm-hmm. live like this. Okay. And um, they're so good at their like real time sales data that if you or your host says something that like makes the sales spike, mm-hmm. then they're like in the ear of the host saying, "Yeah, do that again." <laughs> talk about talk, talk about talk about the lovely low poly architecture. It's not going to be that that's going to sell it, unfortunately. Bye, bye, bye. Look at that! Look at these! Look at these lovely low poly uh, beasts. No, it won't. Right. Be that. But uh. whatever it is, that's uh, it's, it's
0: pretty interesting. Okay, that's cool. So you have to come back on again, aren't you, to tell us what, what those words were next time?
1: <clears throat> let's find, Yeah, let's hope so. Okay.
0: Well, we're going to talk to you properly in a second. I'm excited. I can't wait. So Anne, will you do, do us the honors? And hurry up with this week's news. <laughs>
2: It's 7.07 on Monday the 16th of July. I'm Anne Scantlebury, and this is the news. Blizzard has said that this its new Overwatch system aiming at improving the gameplay environment are working. Overwatch's Jeff Kaplan has spoken about how the endorsement system, where players endorse others for good behaviour, and the Looking For group, where you can team up with players based on a set of filters, have been helping make the game a nicer place. In a forum post, he said that abusive chat in competitive matches is down 26.4% in America and 16.4% in Korea. Data for Europe isn't available yet. (laughs)
3: Wow. Well, that's good news.
2: It's good news. Uh, Video games often have very toxic playing environments when you have voice chat on particularly, so it's good that Overwatch is actually doing something about it. Um, And so it only came in at the end of June, so these statistics are almost in real time. Is
3: this fresh in your mind because of your experience playing online uh, last week with Fortnite?
2: Yeah, which I just... I got around this by just turning the sound down, <laughs> uh, but I don't think that's how you solve uh, toxic communities in general. That's just how one woman can make it a nicer place for herself. What's going
0: on in career then, for them to uh, not reduce their their? Maybe
2: amount. theirs was less to start with.
0: But then, I mean, if you're working on percentages, that shouldn't matter, should it? Am?
2: Yeah, because if you're going at, at, if you can take skim off uh, a bigger, more casual naughty people okay. just off the top then it's easier to get those whereas when you get down to the really
3: hardcore. really hardcore nitty right. gritty so what have they actually done
2: so the uh, you can endorse people so basically it's like uh, if you behave well mm-hmm. and someone else in the game goes that that player behaved really well and they endorse you you can get things uh, like How better cues do- or some other unspecified rewards that they aren't talking about because um, you
3: behave well in a game that's about shooting people
2: just be sh- shoot them nicely. Right. Okay. Just go up and say, "I'm really sorry that I've got to do this. I'm really sorry, but I am going to do this."
0: I don't. I obviously don't play uh, Overwatch, um, so I don't understand much about what you're talking about at the moment. But um, you know that they've developed their own sort of lang- form of communication in Fortnite. Dexter was telling me where, um, if you don't, if you, if someone comes up to you and you don't want them to uh, kill you in uh, reward for swapping some of your loot, there's a dance that, that they'll do. Uh, which means that he's saying, "Don't shoot me. I'll give you some stuff." And then, if you choose not to shoot, then uh, this sort of exchange goes on, where they, where you build um, a two by one grid, and you partition it in the middle, and then you put your stuff down, and sort of swap around all this sort of. Yeah, so th- they've invented their own ways of being
3: nice to each other. But what's to stop you shooting them while they're picking up
0: the loot? Well, uh, behaviour like that. Steve. <laughs> <laughs>
2: A survey by childcare.co.uk shows that over half of the parents questioned let their children play over 18 games without supervision or prior knowledge of the game. The survey of 2,000 parents highlighted how some parents treat film and game ratings differently with 86% of respondents saying they don't follow age restrictions on game while only 23% said they don't follow their age restrictions on films. It also said that 43% of parents have seen a negative change in their child's behaviour since playing games aimed at adults. Parents
3: right. in
0: the room report well guilty uh, it's tricky though because there's no form of consistent rating i find um generally speaking you feel i feel able to make informed choices about films uh given um they're using language and phrases that you sort of understand right so i my son will be 10 next month uh on saturday we we watch tomb raider which is 12a okay uh Kate had seen it before so she so she sort of vetted it but obviously it's a it's a 9 it's a 90 minute 2 hour experience where you can you know where you see everything it has to offer which you can't do in games at the moment um it's a tricky subject Fortnite is aimed at 12 in the in Europe uh, it's teens in America and um actually you know what's going on in game right it is shooting but it's cartoon violence actually there's an awful lot more going on in the game you know particularly down to their toxic community people like you steve that's a joke but actually (laughs) there's an awful lot of harassment and bullying that Mm. goes on that you know i see it firsthand um how it can impact uh children's behavior um but the difficulty is is that actually uh, you have these descriptors and you know you might have bullet points on a website or you go you end up googling it and going to a site called common sense media where actually everybody's um range of what they permit their children to play and or to experience is vastly different and you know I find myself having conversations you know specifically about Dexter which is you know well should he be able to play that game because it's a 16 well actually there are very different types of 16 games I won't let him play Uncharted despite the fact that he knows I said he said why not dad I said well because it's got got loads of swearing but I know all the swear words (laughs) I'm I'm not not happy with the with the violence in it but I am you know but yeah I do let him play Star Wars Battlefront that's 16 why because of vader's death grip and the awful uh, loot box mechanics presumably now but yeah it's tricky there is no single point of reference i think that you can actually trust plus well actually we are getting to the stage now where i think that parents will have grown up with games so they will have understood their evolution and understand what they are it's vastly different to when i was a child wanting to play games on my zx81 uh where you'd what being represented on screen was so vastly uh, different to real life um so, so parents now do understand it, but yeah, if you're not a games player yourself, it's very difficult to know where to actually get that information from.
1: It's not I mean, also, funny. Also, I don't think lots. You're a, you're an extremely well informed parent, Simon, and I think and a lot of parents are not. And just, so, so just where do they get just, that from? They just don't. Yeah. I just don't think they do. I just don't like it doesn't I do a lot of parents like oh, games have ratings. You know, I have these conversations. Like, I really don't like my children playing this game. Why 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 are you letting them? It's a it's an eighteen rated game. Yeah. What? oh 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 um, well I'm going to stop having this conversation now cuz I feel embarrassed. <laughs> and like that that's happened to me multiple times.
0: Right. Yeah no so, I, and I think it's important to keep point, to keep <clears> pointing that out whenever you I mean, obviously we can't do all, all that work ourselves Alex. But then the well, other Kesar thing
1: McDonald has written that same article now I think about, about <laughs> seven times. <laughs> yeah yeah. This it's popular that doesn't mean it's bad. Right. That doesn't you know. And then
0: uh, um the other thing that you could, again uh, going on to talk about the online communities. Uh, Dexter can't post can't uh post um any of the uh, Splatoon um, icons that you draw and all the rest of it, because he's got a child's child's account on his Switch, mm. and that won't let you do it because you've got to go via social media. You have to get, have to put it up via Twitter or Facebook, which you know he should not have, which he doesn't actually. But um, yeah, you know, th- there is so much going on that it's it, it is impossible. I, I'm I'm I, I'm not sure how many more times we can bang on about this sort of thing. Uh, it's only by outliving the people that don't know anything about games that I think we're going to sort this out. <laughs>
2: has put an end to a 17-year-old fan's attempt at remaking Kojima's PT for PC. The short horror game was originally put out in 2014 as a teaser for the now-unmade Silent Hills game and was taken down shortly after. Reddit user Kizmar posted that for his first ever game-making project, he was using Unreal Engine to be the first to remake the game. He posted the game, but but Konami stepped in to tell him he needed to take it down, but they were very impressed, so would be sending him some merch and perhaps would bring him on for an internship. Perhaps. Perhaps.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, this is what happens when you mess around with other people's IP, and I guess it's quite a difficult situation for Konami to handle, uh, because who knows where the rights to all of that stuff lies? I mean, it's all tied up with Kojima isn't it? I, I mean, the rights won't lie with him. But I think
0: there they must be more. I think they're still going out with each other, those two, because they, they, they continue to make such a public display of we don't like each other anymore, <laughs> don't they? They're, they're probably having an affair behind our backs.
3: Yeah, and presumably they're going to want to do something with this in, uh, in the long but run.
0: They, but will they?
3: I mean, eventually things... It depends what time scale we're talking about, right. right? Like, in 20 years' time, when this is such a cult classic so that people are still going on about it, if Konami still exists, then sure, everything gets resurrected eventually, I think.
2: And they just don't want him to make it to be the one to resurrect it, because it's too soon.
3: It's too soon. It's too soon. Too
2: soon.
3: Um, have you looked at this? Does it look any good?
2: No. The it doesn't that's Nothing wow. <laughs> that <laughs> is rubbish. Uh no the reason I liked it was because he said he's going to continue finishing the game in private <laughs> he hopes that uh, Konami are alright with that but he, wa- he just wants to show it to his dad so he can make him extra Aww. proud which I thought was very very sweet sometimes you don't need to put stuff on the internet and make everyone else talk about you it's just nice to make it for people that you like <laughs> Blizzard's limited-time pink Mercy Skin for Overwatch has raised $12.7 million for the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. Blizzard has previously promised it would donate a minimum of a quarter of a million dollars, but smashed that target by selling the skin and raising more money by selling actual real t-shirts and running Twitch streams. This is the biggest donation ever given to Breast Cancer Research Foundation by a single company. Congrats to Overwatch players and Blizzard on raising such an incredible amount for a very important cause.
3: That's uh, fantastic. Well done, Blizzard. 12.7
2: million dollars.
3: We gave a £1,000 to residents (laughs) earlier this year. So, you know, we're all heroes. We're all heroes.
2: (laughs) That's an awful lot of money. And that kind of money makes me go, they're just making loads of money all the time, aren't they? Well, they
3: are, aren't they? And so that doesn't mean it's, you know, it's any less brilliant that they've done this, but it is easier for them to do that. So so that's excellent. Um, Have you got a new story coming up about uh, Unreal and what they've done this week? Nope. Nope.
2: Wait, have I? No. Did you see this, Simon? I did about see this, Because
3: yeah. this, for me, is the biggest news story in gaming this week. Well, well, but it's also news. something, the reason this story reminded me is because it's also something they've been uh, enabled to do by the success of, their, of one of their games, in this case, Fortnite. Mm. Um, so they've shifted their royalties that they give from Unreal Engine from, you're nodding yeah, so I read
2: about this, and then I forgot to put it in the news. Uh, so thank you for bringing it up.
0: <laughs> no, no problem. Well, from it's, s- it's their cut of um, stuff sold yeah. on the Marketplace, not from the Engine.
1: Uh, that is I, correct. Yes. That is correct. Yeah. That's I not can how I read right. this. I thought no. it was for games using... The no, it's not. No, it's, it's for, for people making, like, plugins and different things that uh, developers use when they're making stuff with Unreal Engine. That's very different.
3: It's still like, great, though. It's, it's still, still great. great but, it's still but, but, a start. And you were
0: right to drop it yeah, from the news <laughs> section. <laughs> Maybe if they're bothered to drop yeah. the royalties on the engine. <laughs> um, well, and then the interesting fact about that was that you know they, they, they've been in, they've been able to do it because of the success of Fortnite. Um, but for, and I'd love to know why this was. Well, two things. They've dropped it from um, a th- them taking a thirty percent cut to a twelve percent cut. So to wh- why twelve percent? That's really, st- really. St- mm. I mean, such a specific. Number.
1: Um,
2: 11 is more specific. <laughs> I,
0: yeah,
1: is that true? I don't
2: yeah, know. How because, do you yeah. rate the
1: specificity of numbers? Uh,
2: even, even numbers are less specific than odd numbers. An odd number, <laughs> you're going on a differentiation of one. Whereas you know, I don't think
3: you're wrong. I, I, sorry, I do think you're <laughs> wrong. Uh, f- 15%. <laughs>
2: Okay, but Wait, then you so get they, into the so multipliers of five, so it's like multipliers of <laughs> ten, least speci- multipliers of like a hundred,
1: a prime number. Yeah, <laughs> is like is the most specific. specific. <laughs> yeah. But but by that, thirty-six percent is a really unspecific number because it's divisible by loads of things. But it All seems things. like a pretty specific yeah. number. It's not
0: prime it I meant like was, it going from thirty like percent. Like like why wouldn't they just halve it, to uh, fifteen mm. or, or drop it down to ten percent, uh, and then um, and. There seems like an even less obvious reason for this. Uh, it's not from now on. Yeah. They've done it for the. They've retroactively done it for the last four years. So anything you've sold over the last four years, you're going to be getting money back from Epic.
2: Have we sold anything? (laughs) Sadly not. And finally, sometimes you have to become the thing you hate to get results. A Splatoon 2 player hacked into the Rank X leaderboard to make a message asking Nintendo to add anti-cheat. The player claiming responsibility said they edited their X Power Boost... X power to boost their performance in the game and use multiple accounts to add the message please add anti-cheat. But that's sort of exactly what cheating is. So Nintendo sent a message saying this violation is a severe case of or a repeated violation so your usage of Nintendo account services will be restricted.
3: Okay. (laughs) So this hasn't helped. Hasn't helped him. Him. Well,
2: so this person has been banned for cheating for trying to campaign to get rid of cheats.
3: So that is... What, but
2: and nothing has been brought in because why at Nintendo would you go, we, we hear what you're saying, cheat. We're going to add...
3: But wasn't your first line, sometimes you have to...
2: Yeah, I know, it... Maybe it didn't make as much sense <laughs> <laughs> when,
1: you <think> <laughs> when you think about. it.
2: When you think that's a very specific thing to say. I'm talking in like tens tens of jokes. Not yeah, okay. not, okay. not
1: okay. Okay. It's not okay. odd number specific.
2: No, no, no. Are you
0: still playing Splatoon, Simon? Uh, I popped back over for the Octopath Path um, add-on, uh, and I found it very difficult. So I've gone elsewhere.
3: Right, because I'm back in. Are you not playing it? But I bought my first ever amiibo. Oh, ami- congratulations! Ami- buy me but i bought pearl and marina oh. uh, as Amoeba. are you making
0: stop motion videos of them maybe? not
3: not yet <laughs> right. but i'm going to okay and that's uh that's brought me back in but i'm uh, you know I, I was wondering what the sort of environment so i guess there's a lot of cheating going on inside the game is that right like
0: yeah apparently so i mean i yeah i haven't played it online a for, for a while it is it is a shame isn't it mm. there's nothing sacred anymore
2: <laughs> you could campaign this but By uh, hacking into it and creating some messages on your account, Steve.
3: Good advice, Anne. Is that the end? That's the end. Thanks, Anne.
0: One Life
1: Left Video Game News with Anne Scantleberry.
0: So what's been happening since you came on last time? uh, uh, we, We dated it. Because I've only received two text messages from you. One was
1: uh, both apologising. (laughs) One was
0: about uh, half an hour ago, saying I'm outside by the buzzer, and then the one before was uh, February first, 2016, saying I'm in a taxi. I'll be there by 6:50. Apologies. So that was the date you last on February first, 2016. What's been happening since then?
1: So that was about nine months into the life of the studio, Sensible Object, and we, had, we were about a week into our first Kickstarter campaign for what was uh, then called Fabulous Beasts, which is yeah. the stacking, stacking game of cute animals that come to life on your connected thing. Uh, that went well. We raised some money. Uh, we shipped that game November of that year. So uh, then last year, we did a couple of different things. Uh, we did lots more stuff to Beasts of Balance. We did another big crowdfunding campaign, a bigger one. It's now called, as it was called Fabulous Beasts, it's now called Beasts of Balance. Uh-huh. And that is for a battle mode, uh, which is actually live in the App Store as of now. So anyone with the game, uh, uh, it's not formally announced. Maybe I'm formally oh, wow. announcing it. Exclusive. Uh, is, uh, is available in the App Store uh, as a completely free digital download. So, so um, you use the same
0: pieces that you had originally. Same pieces, did same oh, same oh, wow. sensing
1: platform, different gameplay. Um, so that's like a, a free bonus for all of our right. all of our players. Uh, so rather than all being lovely gods working together to build a kind of utopian world, you're now uh, discovering which of you is the best god. Um, so one of you is the god of the air, one of you is the god of the sea, one is the god of the land. And right. you've got to try to take care of and nurture your own beasts uh, whilst dealing death and destruction to those of your opponents. So uh, the uh, pieces basically do the same thing, but ever l- like right, slightly different really
0: tweaks. isn't it? Different sort of rulebook with the same pieces. It was, it was a real hit in our house. I, I backed the first. Kickstarter for uh, Dexter, uh, and we played it on Christmas. And I think a testament to uh, how good it was is that all the tat we usually buy him gets shipped off back to his house where he lives every other week. And uh, I was really annoyed that he took uh, a piece of balance back with him. So
1: <laughs> sad to see it go. That yeah. is good, that's, that's good. That's yeah. a good feeling. Yeah. No, it's been it's been lovely. The the, re- the reception to the game has been great. We've had a ton of great feedback and uh, lots of reviews. Um, some some awards and. Um, yeah, Yeah, the the fact that the second campaign was about three times as big as the first campaign and about a third of those people were repeat backers coming back going oh yeah I like this let's let's have some more that was all good great um, is there we-
0: any any more to come before we talk about your current project
1: uh, yeah well so uh, the free app update is accompanied by a slew of physical stuff that you can now buy so okay. there's uh, battle cards which are an extra gameplay feature for battle mode uh, so you, it's like a CCG you get a little hand of cards but then it's like an arcade game you can just tap them to the reader to activate their power at any time cool. so when you feel like smiting your opponent if you've got the smite card you can you can just go right ahead and do that and they cancel and do all kinds of counter card uh, cancelling strategies which is good um, and then there are some legendary beasts uh, so there's a whole new range of uh, creatures that live in the world of beast balance including um, fancy prance the rainbow farting unicorn uh, Moby brick the galactic space whale falls from the sky lands on the uh, lands on your planet somewhere uh, uh, and uh, hot belly the hangry dragon uh, so they're they're delightful Very so yeah tons of uh, Uh, you can pre-order them now and they'll be uh, delivered to you in September. We are just shipping all of our Kickstarter rewards and then retail customers can get them in a couple of months.
0: Great. Exciting time uh, for the Beast of Balance then. And also exciting time for owners of the Amazon Alexa.
1: Correct. (laughs) So that was what we did. The other thing we did last year uh, was I spent the summer in Seattle, sleeplessly, uh, working... Uh, on game concepts for Alexa-powered board games. So w-
0: were you invited over there by Amazon?
1: So they run a thing called the Alexa Accelerator. Well, actually, they, they, the second one has just started. The first one was a year ago, and that was... Um because uh, Sensible Objects is dangerously close to be resembling a, a proper company now, okay. which is um, extraordinary. No one's quite sure how that happened, uh, but uh, it's an accelerated program. Uh, they in, they put a bit of money into the company, and then invited us to go over there for a program which was. A whole bunch of different activities, lots of contact with Amazon, um, kind of understanding what the heck is going on with Alexa, which is all of the things. Is that? Um, yeah, okay. There was a can you tell fa- us
0: something that you can't tell us? Uh,
1: well, I can tell you a top top. My top uh, kind of stat is at the time that we were. Finishing the program, Amazon had over a thousand job postings open for engineers in the Alexa organization. Wow! So they were hiring over a thousand people oh, yeah. at one time. That was that's m- more. Engineers than Google was hiring across its entire suite of companies, like including it. Alphabet. It, they mean business with it's, this, don't they? You've never. I've, I mean, I've I've kind of had ideas at lots of big companies over the years, and normally you kind of have an experience of, you know, oh that's terribly good, but no, we, we can't possibly do things like that. And Amazon's just like, come in, have mad ideas. It's amazing. Um, so yeah, I um, I don't have an awful lot of extremely good goss, but okay. I just just the the scale of it is is dizzying.
0: Yeah so you're over there and you're messing around with prototypes uh, yep. and uh, so you've just launched When in Rome yes right? so
1: we should explain what that is so When in Rome is a travel trivia game so the box uh, has a world map game board uh, little aeroplane tokens little friend tokens and some souvenirs uh, you lay it out uh, Alexa is your host and pilot so sh- the, the Alexa will divvy you up into two teams you'll figure out who's going to go first uh, by answering a question for example uh, which uh, team would be most likely uh, to be mistaken for a Brazilian in a samba club in Rio. Okay. Um, and so you've then got to argue amongst yourself to yeah. decide which of you is more authentically samba in your, in your dancing style. Uh, and then you fly around the world uh, by saying, Alexa, let's fly to Nairobi. And then you'll meet a real human uh, from Nairobi, uh, Aggie. Uh, in, in the case of Nairobi, and she's going to tell you a bit about life in her hometown and ask you questions. Uh, you're not expected to know stuff about Nairobi, but you are expected to be good at guessing okay. based on your worldly knowledge. Right, right. Uh, so it's a little bit trivia,ry, uh, lots of travel, and the, the, all of these nice voices of actual humans from around the world.
0: That idea of combining uh, the physical board with the digital host, like, i mean, that was the thing. I was like, oh, what a brilliant idea. How, how, many, um, uh, how long did it take you to get to that while you were over in Seattle then?
1: Uh, that was kind of what we went with because okay. what because um piece of balance is an app integrated game so it works with tablets and phones and and smart tellies and that's great uh, but the Alexa had kind of been growing and growing and it's sort of a really logical technology for us because our thing is like face-to-face play like we like board games why do we like board games we like them because we can play together and we can sit and have an actual human conversation where our phones go down and alexa is a i mean phones are a good analog to that but there's something really lovely about a screenless technology Mm -hmm. that can sort of smartly underpin that experience in a a slightly different way and i it's super cheap right like it's also a very accessible technology that you know there's
0: particularly cheap today isn't it on amazon prime day it is is. yeah look at that by the way yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's and that, I like accessibility. That's a good thing. Um, so, like, it seemed, it's there was lots of things about it. And the, and the kind of, yeah, the mission was, what if Alexa plus board games? Right. That was the kind of what we went with. And then it was just a lot of um, wrangling, contrary technology it, to try and figure out what we should do. It
0: is interesting because you, you say it's a trivia triv- uh, game, but of course with travel. Um, trivia would seem to be the obvious one. They, they, they brought out the, the Amazon... The
1: buttons, buttons, Jeopardy is the most popular skill. Right, okay. uh, that's a you know, yeah, that's a quiz quiz game, obviously, uh, and yeah, it was we 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 had lots of madder ideas, um, and and we kind of tried to make a few of those. There was um, there was a game we made uh, prototype for in a couple of weeks uh, that was called Madame Majestico, in which you played an assistant to a Victorian spiritualist who um, was trying to con famous Victorians into. Um, believing that she was authentically and and so basically it was it was a terrible game it was reading against the clock you were reading stuff about arthur conan doyle and you had to supply her with the appropriate fact to con her mark I into know, it was, in the well. was arthur conan doyle uh into believing that she did know the name of her dead brother his dead brother or whatever um so that was terrible but right. we didn't make that one okay. uh, but we uh, went in rome just kind of worked on a bunch of different uh, how do, so how do, how do you play test something like that? Then, when you, when you, without... So we've been working a lot on this because we're sort of in a point now where it's possible that we could have an idea for a thing that we don't have to release immediately. And that's, that's, an, that's another new and exciting frontier for Sensible Object. So how do we go from like, so wild ideas, that's literally what we call them. So we, we tried, we set a... We, we, we had a good think about what we wanted it to be. So we're like, we want the box to be relatively cheap. We want to be able to sell it for less than $30. Um, we want it to do something with Alexa that only Alexa could do. Uh, so in this case, using real people's voices and piping those in. And also a trivia game where you can update the questions yeah. over time. That seems like a nice use. Um, and a few other things. We generated lots and lots of what, mad ideas. We then made 10 of them as covers. So we kind of prototype 10 as like, here's a, here's a cover for an imaginary game. If you saw this game in a shop, what would you buy it for? Um, the, most, the top performing one of those was a, a game called Bingo. It's Bingo with Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Scant's eyes lit up. Then
2: I don't even really like him that much. It's just a very good pun. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah no, and, that, and on on that is our entire my entire career based. Uh, so that uh, that one's that one's on the back burner okay. until we can get hold of his agent, yeah. which you know, probably never. Uh, but we prototyped a bunch of covers, and then we made three like quick and dirty like two week prototypes and then in the second is, half is of the program. you keep
0: doing, effectively, a paper version, a paper test of it, without actually having the technology up and running? Like, how do you know that what you're expecting it to do will like, will eventually work?
1: Well, there's, there's two bits to that. It's quite easy to prototype, because humans can pretend to be Alexa okay. really well. I mean, you have to be a bit careful with that, because humans are obviously much better at responding yeah. to inquiries than Alexa is. Uh, the other half of that is... Um, it's a gnarly gloriously weird new technology as a designer to get your head around like i miss screens i'm not gonna lie they're they're really good for communicating information and you can have like more than one button on them and stuff and all of that's you know there's there's a long legacy of video game design that we've had to sort of throw out in order to get going with this new thing but that i don't know like um and there's a there's a lot of uh you're not just wrangling the interface you're also wrangling this new technology stack um you know like it's been a while since i built something for the internet um right. because you know mostly yeah. our games have been sort of unity and apps and all that kind of stuff and the internet, it's changed man <laughs> it's like it's got a lot more complicated since 2011 um and running a live service is is fascinating so there's 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 the the the, the in a way like we had to we chose we chose this first game because it was like a kind of we could really see how this one works um you know and, and hopefully some of our more bonkers ideas will Come to fruition in the next year or two.
0: And can you can you tell us about any of that um, I mean, what's next? So, so obviously, I think came out. Re, it came out like last week?
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, so it came out last week. And it, th- th- does that mean with a,
0: a live game that you you get obsessed with the stats now? Because you can see exactly how many people are playing it, right? And you can we correlate that between how many boxes you've sold. And so, like, is there a disconnect between the two? And you know, all of that. Sort we of can so see
1: all of that. Is
0: that good or bad? Uh,
1: well, you know, it's distracting. Right. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's not conducive to actual work. It's like running a Kickstarter campaign yeah, yeah. it's like oh i'll do something um it's kind of great i think it's you know it's, it's early days you know we just launched you know we're just kind of building up christmas is obviously our mm-hmm. big event horizon um but yeah like we're first first and foremost this is like the first one of these that's ever been made and literally, world's first works with Alexa board game. Yeah. So inevitably, we've got. I think we've made some good choices, and there's some things that we want to work on. And we're now getting that kind of, you know, you do loads of play testing and you do loads of feedback, but there's nothing like actual real. I'm a human that bought this on the internet, and I don't know you from a bar of soap. And here's what I think about it. Feedback. Largely, that's been positive, but there's definitely a few things that we want to work on. So there's a bit of kind of working on that. We're going to do. We, there's an interesting thing where we can make some free ver- free skills. Yeah. Um, try out some stuff and then see what works and then maybe turn those into a full-fat... So this range... We're we're sort of imagining this is a range uh, called Voice Originals, uh, which is board games you play with your smart speaker. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to... Probably the next thing we release will be some free skills uh, later this year uh, and then a bunch of new games next year. Um, And genuinely, we don't know what those are going to be yet. Um, We've got a load of ideas. Um, I... uh, I want to make something with a magic spell book where all the spells actually work. Because um, that's like... I'm, we made a little prototype of that and my daughter pesters, about, pesters me about it regularly. Which is not good data to base a commercial decision <laughs> on. Um, but it would make my life easier. So uh, uh, there you go. Brilliant. Well, look forward to following uh, what you're up to next. How can people stay in touch with you, see what you're up to? Uh, you can go to voiceoriginals.com and from there, sign up for mailing lists, check out the game, uh, see the trailer, all that stuff. Great. Thank you.
3: One Life Left from Residence 104.4 FM. This is the ever-reliable clam. It's called Life Transformation, and it seems to be working properly after our glitches earlier in the show. It's from chipmusic.org. You should go there, listen to all the brilliant chip music that people upload. Um, we're One Life Left, we're a radio show about video games. We're running a bit behind right now. We have to get on with the letters. We should briefly uh, talk about the uh, gig we did at Develop, as well. Oh
2: yeah, we done a gig. Oh yeah, done, we go? done
3: did a gig for uh, Jagex Thank you so much to them for inviting us. Though they, they didn't give us cake this time.
2: What? I don't Remember? think I was at the cake.
3: Was I at the cake one? No when they came into the studio and gave us cake. Oh, you made yeah, the cake. I made the cakes. And, yeah. <laughs>
2: Actually yeah, your husband
3: made the cake, yeah. right? Yeah. Well. Uh, well and um and yeah no cake this time but a brilliant audience and we had the best time so thank you so much for that. It was a good night, wasn't
2: it? It was a very good night. I had to get up very early the next morning to go to Was your to work. hotel
3: weird? I mean, it was the same as my hotel, so... Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. I had
2: three beds. Mm,
3: I had <laughs> two, two skylights, which are not conducive to sleeping at any time past 4am. No. And um, when the woman came and woke me up in the morning, she said, yeah, you passed checkout time. I said, well, you didn't tell me what time checkout was. Also, there were four sc- uh, two skylights that kept me up. She sort of peered her head into the room and looked up at the ceiling and said... That's a bit strange, isn't it? And it's like <laughs> you,
2: it's your hotel. You work. Oh. Here. You
0: work here. It is strange. It is strange. Um, I, I, I wasn't there. Sorry, not to be there. No. Uh, how was
2: your hotel? Did you stay down in Brighton? I
0: did stay down in Brighton. How my, was your hotel? My, I had no skylights and one bed. Um, mine had two <laughs> beds. Okay. I so it's I um, had a meeting with uh, a man on Wednesday morning, and we opened the, the meeting with do sort of general chat.
2: Yeah. So, you know, okay.
0: How's he? When, when did you get down? He asked me. I said, sort I've of literally just got here. So I said, I said, so I said, when did you get that? He said, I've gone out yesterday. I said, oh, that's it. He said, I've been a bit now. I said, oh, why is that? He said, went the Jagex party. I said, oh, cool. <laughs> I, said, um, I said, how was it? He said, yeah, really good. I said, uh, did you enjoy the karaoke? He went, no. He went, what a ridiculous idea. Why Isn't wouldn't it? you just do karaoke? And I went, look, this is the first time that we've met, and I'm hoping to work with you uh, for longer in future. So I'm going to tell you this now because uh, you, you will find out at some point <laughs> and it's going to come across as making you feel really awkward yep. but it's important that you know and he's <laughs> I said well, was sort of my idea <laughs> he was mortified good good he <laughs> exactly. should
3: be exactly. Hope he continues hope he dwells on that for the rest of his life yeah. uh, we had the best time Jagex uh, loved it too so Yeah. They're so, glad yeah so, so whatever man Mariaki. whatever whatever I yeah. guess we're not getting a booking from your new client yeah. then Whatever. Um, okay, so we should get on with letters, shouldn't we? Let's do it. Let's We've only got two. Works, that's okay,
0: because so. we're running late. So let's crack on. Email, messages,
1: and forward BCCs.
0: One Life Letters. Robert Wells writes, Hello, team. Hello, SSG. I was listening to the trivia fact-based podcast No Such Thing as a Fish this week, and one of the facts they pulled out was there are more people pretending to be Vikings in the game Vikings War of Clans than there were ever actual Vikings on Earth. Then they talked about games made by Kanye West, Donald Rumsfeld and Michael Jackson in a surprisingly accurate fashion. The oddest thing they missed was that Moonwalker was a movie tie-in. I realise I've got used to non-specialist media getting details wrong and caring very little. What's your favourite video game trivia fact? Pip-Pip Roberts. Well. Well. Do you have an answer for this? They're the obvious ones, aren't they? Do you? Donkey Kong was supposed to be called Monkey Kong. Yeah. That's it. And one, one secret bit of uh, trivia I've got is that um, in a series of very popular licensed um, youth adventure games that have been going on, been based on films and books and stuff like that for years, uh, That, that um, uh, they've been making those games for so long that. Um, Uh, there's been quite significant uh, staff turnover. And the thing about the current iteration of this game, although I'm told it will change, is that um, no one understands how the split-screen code works. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? That is excellent. It's true, apparently. No, <laughs> that, I brought this up with the uh, with um, someone who works. There. I said, is "This is true that no one understands how your split screen code works." He said, "There's loads about the engine we don't understand." That's why we're changing it. That is
3: a good piece of trivia. And my favourite one is really boring next to that, which is that the it's it's one of the obvious ones. Uh, the clouds and bushes in Mario uh-huh. are the same thing. Yeah. When someone pointed that out to me, yeah. I was like. Turn my world upside down Uh, Chris Conroy Writes Oh I see he's written um, He's written twice He's written once with a letter for next week's guest He's written uh, Dear team and SSG I'm very pleased to report that Beasts of Balance Is a firm family favourite In our house the kids love the tactile pieces and the discovery process in creating new animals and it brings us all together in play. So thanks to Alex and the team looking Aww. forward to your new games. Maybe the SSG would like to tell us about some of the games, digital or otherwise, that inspire him, particularly those that get children involved from an early age. <laughs> and then Chris closes the email by saying I'll never be your beast of balance.
1: Chris Conroy. No? Alex Oh me Games that inspire me That get kids involved mm. It's funny When we're talking about What games Like parental guidance My kids don't really like Video games mm. <laughs> I know My kid doesn't like
0: Our video games <laughs> doesn't like <the> Video games <laughs> I publish
1: <laughs> uh, I bought them a Switch And I'm like Cool look at this It's time to bring, begin Your education Here's Mario And they're like mm. What? Uh, I know wow. I know It's um, I'm working on it I'm working on it Uh. So, look, gosh, games that inspire me, uh, games that get kids involved. I am going to go with a slightly random answer, which is that I, um, when my kids were younger, um, a thing that both they and I loved, and that got us out of endless uh, journeys and scrapes, uh, were the Toka Boka series of games. So, Swedish studio and they make all kinds of... There's a flashing light. Um, they, they make all kinds of very simple, very light kind of digital toys slash games. Um, my, my, my personal favourite is uh, Toka Hairdresser, uh, where you get to um, do hair for a bunch of uh, animals, and you get to blow dry it, cut it, spray it. And it's just light and transgressive and beautifully made and uh, a delight and a thing that I uh, enjoyed with my little children uh, a great deal.
2: That's Perfect. nice. Good. That's nice. You know, we had one letter in <coughs> three minutes ago. Perfect. Dear team, OLL and SSG, it's hot. What can I play to cool down? Love uh, and kisses, Chris Stewart.
3: Interesting something outside. That's awesome. I'm in the bath, slippy, slidey ice world games. Yes, Pengo.
2: <laughs> Have you played your Switch Tricky in the bath?
0: Tricky SSX. I haven't. No. I've not. I, I will do once they've introduced cloud saves. Okay. Okay. I have. So, have you? you? All the time. Do you? Yeah, of course. Tabletop or handheld? You pop it by the side. <laughs> You've been playing one, two, switches. Just have in the
3: bar. A, little, a little desk, have a nice glass of wine. Exactly, and, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Just dance? Oh, play. I was playing the game that I'm going <laughs> to.
0: That's more of a shower game. Don't dwell too much on that thought of Steve playing Just Dance in the dude, bath. too. <laughs>
3: Oh, glad this is a podcast and a radio show. Mm. Right, what are we we doing now? Is that it for letters? That's That's it for letters. Sufficiently answered those questions. Uh, Thank you so much for your letters. This week, if you have any letters you would like to send us, we would like to hear from you. How do people do that, Anne Scantlebury?
2: Open up your computer. Open up some kind of uh, internet browser. Or maybe it'll be on your phone. And then open up your email. And then open up Compose New Email, and then in the To column, type Team at OneLifeLeft.com. Then send us some good content.
3: You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is amateur LSDJ. It's called Chip Crazed. It is too hot, isn't it? Still very warm. But you warm. know what? I've cooled
2: down a bit. I'm fine. Have you? Yeah,
3: good. How? how what do you? Uh, what games do you play to? <laughs> <laughs>
2: that, so Steve's microphone just uh, ran away. Flung itself away from him. It's like the microphone <laughs> I've, said, I've Please. had
1: enough." It no, flounced no. off. It really no. did. It was like, oh.
2: No, it good. was. It heard that you were going to ask me a question that I don't want to answer. Then we
3: will not answer or ask that question. Uh, Shall we do the reviews? Let's yes. do it. We're in reviews theme clock. Simon. So you like doing that, don't yeah. you? You like being the. Okay,
2: good. Yeah. Well, because every time I don't, you always go, and. And I'm like, oh, I've got to have an opinion.
0: Yeah, well, you're going to have to anyway.
3: No,
2: it's fine, I know. All
0: right, good. Well, the good news is I've um, polished off the Rabbids, Mario Rabbids expansion. I've, I've never more begrudgingly finished a game. <laughs> and I was like, I just uh, I got to what I assume was the end of Love boss. So I was like, oh, I, I must do this first time. I can't be bothered to do it again. I just wanted to finish it so I could move on and play some other stuff. So anyway, I've done that. Good. Like, woohoo, seven out of ten. Um, moved on to Captain Toad's treasure tracker. Ooh. Have you been playing this? So you going to cover this? I thought about buying that, but I bought something else it's instead. It's 28 quid off uh, Alex's company, Amazon. Oh, okay. OK. Um, my company. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I, didn't, Jeff. I didn't play the Wii U version. Uh, my understanding was it was um, a hidden gem in the same way that all games were hidden gems on the Wii U because nobody bought them. Um, uh, it is a puzzle... Uh, not platformer, because you don't jump. Um, so uh, you, you guide toad around these... Um, uh, these intricately constructed 3D levels that you turn, swivel around, and it's it's super cute. Looks beautiful. Um, I was a bit concerned initially because uh, the first world itself is really sedate, absolutely no challenge whatsoever, and I'm like, okay, well, this is a, this is uh, this is just boring. I mean, look lovely, you know, quite enchanting, but but dull, and and also um, it begins to become because uh, as a legacy of the Wii U, uh, you don't just control Toad directly. There are moments where you have to Poke at the screen, and you have to move, like, and it seems really fussy that you have to move platforms or tap on an enemy to stop them. You know, I just wanted to keep my hands on the Joy Con, thanks. Um, but moved on to World 2, and boy, has the difficulty increased. Um, and uh, yeah, every world's very different. Um, featuring a lot of your classic mario enemies and stuff like that uh world etc very very different type of game uh a platform on which you don't jump uh, lots of puzzly elements to it uh yeah sort of midway through world two i think join it seven out of ten why don't you jump toad can't jump can he can he not? No, he can't jump. Can any mushrooms jump? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why he, why he doesn't <laughs> jump. But yeah, b- but because of that, it's all about finding routes through the level. Right, Because Because right. yeah, Mario would have just jumped up one... Are you going to complete it? Yeah. Yeah? Begrudgingly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you complete anything not well, I don't know. The moment. I've got so much to play. i got Octopath Traveler, that turned out. I've got Wolfenstein, Luminaires haven't even started on. Then there's this ridiculous Mario Kart time trial, which mm. uh, I haven't even been able to dip my toe in. So, uh, yeah. All
1: right. Who's uh, Who's next? Scans, Alex. Nah.
2: What have you been playing?
1: I have... Well, so, what with launching a game and running a company and that, I've only been playing games on my phone uh, because, like, um, I have little tiny windows of play. Mm. Um, so the most recent game that I've been well into is uh, a pool game by Zach Gage, Ooh, the yeah, name right. of which I'm going to remember. It's called Pocket Run Pool. And it is... Uh, a delight, uh, like all of Zach Gage games, um, it's ever so well designed. Um, you are—it's just—it's a two D pool arcade game. Uh, you, the the twist is that the pockets have multiplier values and those pockets rotate. Uh, so you have to be very uh, canny because it's the points value of the ball times the value of the pocket. That's how many points you get. Okay. Um, and uh, so it's got a bunch of different modes. Uh, it's got a high high stakes mode where you can bet that you're going to complete uh, things under different, more uh, increasingly esoteric circumstances. So six bumpers on the table and the balls are 20% larger and you've only got one life and you can't you can't miss any shots uh, and uh, it's uh, a boatload of um, lightweight fun for tired people uh, 7 out of 10 I got angry with that game the other day because Ooh.
3: one of the things I really like about it is there are challenges every 5 minutes or something mm-hmm. Um So, much like a Battle Royale game, the cost of losing in one of them is almost zero because there's another one and, you know, you get told you're brilliant because, you know, there's maybe not so many people competing around the world at 3am in the morning or whatever. Um, I. I got 800 points on one of those challenges right you only get one shot that's at these killer. challenges and it's the best you can get right yeah. you know you hit the top multiplier with every ball um, and don't lose any lives so I got 800 points and I was like this is fantastic but then after me someone else got 800 points and <sighs> they won the challenge and I got a silver medal that what? doesn't seem fair and, uh, I as far as Gage. to say that's bullshit. Mm. I don't know the fact is it's true <laughs> other words are available <laughs> so uh, 7 out of 10 And what have you been playing?
2: I've been playing Never Alone uh, which is a game that was uh, brought out in 2014 and was made um, (laughs) with um, some uh, indigenous people in Alaska Um, and it's a very very beautiful game the story is told um, so it's sort of like a Folk story told about this girl um, who's from a village and she uh, goes out into the snow and the blizzards um, and then when she comes back to her village some terrible things have happened Uh, but she along the way finds uh, this fox friend who you can either play a single player and you can control both her and the fox um, and they can help each other jump up on things and Uh, do various bits Uh, or you can play it co-op which uh so I started off playing it single player and I was like I don't get married for this I'm playing it with someone else Matt come here so we played it together and it was really really um very very nice looking game uh the story is very sweet it's and it's very nice having the voice of someone in there who is telling a story from their own um uh That is part of their heritage Um, and within the games you unlock little videos that um, sort of explain different bits of the stories and different bits of the background of the stories um, which is also, you know, it's a really nice um, other sort of side to how you can view this game Um, there are some annoying little bits uh, of how you get given this like Thing that you can throw um but actually being able to aim it and shoot it uh, was a little bit frustrating um quite a lot of the time but yes it's really lovely the art style is very beautiful um the story is very nice and the man's voice who tells the stories is very very soothing very lovely uh, seven out of ten
3: i also thought that game was beautiful and the story was nice But I also found it bad and boring. I wish I could have loved it so much. It's so nice. Did you find it boring at all? Like, I just found it... There was no challenge or or it wasn't very interesting. It was always obvious to me what I had to do and I I I think think it did not click and I wanted to love it.
2: Were you playing it with... Do, do I look
3: like a person who plays games with people?
2: <laughs> no. Nope.
3: I would happily shoot them in the back as as they're doing... Yeah. Uh,
2: it's quite... Like, it's quite yeah, I, think I it's can imagine quite it a nice.
3: nicer social experience. Yeah, because yeah. you're
2: not having to second guess and figure things out. It's quite nice being able to do something quite simply together.
3: And, yeah. Marriage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I've been playing Octopath Traveller.
2: Oh right, okay mm. No
3: spoilers No spoilers Except for to say It, like Never Alone Is absolutely beautiful okay. I think it's a gorgeous looking game With it's own style and it, like never alone, is boring. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping you weren't going to uh, say
0: that. I'm sorry. I've not unwrapped it yet. So... So... Actually, maybe you could take it back with you, Alex. Yeah. So... <laughs> take it back to the office.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jeff! I've just, 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 <laughs> got it. Can you process this return? <laughs> it's from a mate.
3: <laughs> so, um, it's everything you think it is. It is a game that harks back to EG Final Fantasy VI or something like that. It has the same mechanics in it, although it claims to be different. And its unique twist is that you can take one of eight characters and you go around the world and you meet any of the other eight characters which to me spells out a game that is less uh, linear Perhaps than the others, and maybe you can add your own spin to it. Hey, I'm going to just take this person around the world. But it seems to me right now, for having met four characters, that it's looking like I actually have to explicitly go out and meet and go through the stories of the other four characters, I play through the first chapters of the other four characters' stories as well. And I don't want to, because it turns out the first chapters of everybody's stories are bad and boring. It is like going through eight tutorials. Everyone knows the start of every RPG game is boring. Right. And this time you've got to start it 8 times. 7 out of 10. We got, <laughs> go. got to go. We've got to go. Um, get out. Yeah, I think the game will eventually get me, but for now, 7 out of 10. All right. Yeah, it's time for us to go. I'm trying to play the theme, but honestly, <laughs> tech is not going well for us today. Alex, thank
0: you so much for coming back on
1: the show. Absolute pleasure. Just... Love you to be here. <laughs> See you soon. All right, good night.
0: Bye.
3: Bye. 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 C, oh. an acronym for Quality Value Convenience, oh, is an American cable, satellite broadcast television network. It says on Wikipedia, the encyclopedia, anyone can edit.
2: Well, maybe you edited it.
3: <laughs> maybe I did. I didn't.